Let's, uh, if you found 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, if you're willing and able to, let's stand together and uh, we're just going to read the first six verses. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, starting in verse number 1, the Bible says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of our God, in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I'm going to preach a little while this morning on this subject matter, and specifically for our anniversary Sunday, but on this subject matter, this is our ministry. This is our ministry. Not just a matter of taking possession of the ministry that God's given to us, but also given a description of the ministry that God's given to us. And I pray it'll challenge us on some things, but I pray that it will um, encourage us on some things and remind us on some things and focus us. Let's have a word of prayer, then you can be seated. Father, we love you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for everything that's taken place. Lord, we do pray for those that are downstairs and uh, in junior church right now. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to those young people's hearts and uh, encourage them, strengthen them. Thank you for every one of them. And uh, Lord, work in our hearts according to the purpose and the will, the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. And we'll thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Today, of course, is a day of celebration. We look back over the nine years that God's allowed us to minister and conquer. And I'll say this, that our hearts are nothing less than grateful for all that God's done. We could take the entire service and uh, be able to recount the blessings and, yes, the stories of what God's done. And uh, each person, as I look across the auditorium, I can just about, I'm not going to say with authority across the board, but uh, be able to go back and be able to give and recount the time and the place where we've been able to meet you and the impact that you've had upon our personal lives. And each of us have had a different journey and path of life that, ha- that God has used to be able to bring us to this point right now seated at Granite State Baptist Church on November the 20th of 2022. And I'm sure, as what Willie said when he was first up here this morning, if you would have told him two years ago that he would have been here and and not just in church, but standing up in front and actually opening in prayer two years ago, there's a good possibility he wasn't even praying. But yet everything that God has done, and I believe, and his wife made mention of it, said, doesn't he look so good this morning? 
And I have a hard time whether to agree or disagree with that because I, I never want to be accused of looking at another man saying, well, you look good this morning. And uh, so I'm just careful about how I answer questions like that. But uh, I see this as we look down through every journey's different as we look at it. And uh, many that are here this morning, you may be looking at Granite State saying, okay, is this where God desires for us to settle down and to be able to be our place and position of service and worshiping the Lord together as a home home church family? But the majority here have already committed, and this is your church. This is your ministry. This is where God has planted you and put you in this body to be able to serve the Lord. In either case, I see several things that are in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 that give the characteristics of the ministry that the Apostle Paul had, but then I believe by application, we can look at it as the ministry that God has given to us here at Granite State. And so first of all, I see beginning in verse number one, I see it's a ministry that continues in strength, continues in strength. And you say, well, whose strength is that? Look what the Bible says. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry. Now, listen, don't get all bent out of shape because I'm calling it our ministry this morning. I understand it's God's church. I understand that he's the head of the church. But the apostle Paul said, see, therefore, we have this ministry. What God has given to us to be able to minister and to be able to serve him here. But he said this, we received mercy. He said the last three words, we faint not. When we look at those words faint, it's a matter of, listen, that you have become weary Maybe you have overdone yourself, maybe whether emotionally, mentally, or physically, it's just been too much. And in one of those three areas, you have lacked strength to be able to continue on. But when I look at the ministry that God gave to the Apostle Paul and the ministry that he in turn has given to us, it's a ministry that continues in and by the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, we see the receiving of the ministry, and that's it comes from God. Listen, what God has done here, it's not attributed to the power or the strength of any one person whatsoever in our physical and human abilities. But then he also says this, the resource for the ministry, as we've received mercy. Can I say this? The only reason, I'll give you two reasons why each and every one of us are even here today the mercy of God, and the grace of God. <laughs> That's the reason why any one of us are here. See, and therefore, we have this ministry. As we have received mercy, we faint not. We faint not. It's a ministry that continues in strength. In other words, it's something that is worth continuing on. What God has done and is doing here at 236 Sheep Davis Road. Listen, I believe it's worth continuing, not just for the nine years that we've been here, but I believe it's worth continuing until Jesus comes back until we see him face to face, I believe that it's worth continuing and not fainting, not falling off by the wayside, but getting up tomorrow morning saying, all right, we're pressing towards 10 years. 
And don't worry, it's already in my mind for the 10-year anniversary. Mark it down on your calendar. If there's a service next year, never mind, I'm not going to get into that. I looked at some things when he says we faint not, but listen, I've seen across our nation, across our, our churches and in our communities, there's people, faithful people inside churches that are fainting and falling off left and right all around us. Can I remind us of a couple things? Remember what the Lord said, Nehemiah said back there in Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I found out why some are fainting and dropping out of church is they don't have the joy of the Lord in their hearts. As we've therefore received mercy, we faint not. You want to keep going a little bit further? Get the joy of the Lord in your heart and allow God to be able to do that. But then I realized again what Paul said over in Philippians chapter number four. What did he say? I can do all things. Now, you think if there was ever a Christian walking around in the first century that had a reason to faint and fall off to the side and say, God, I'm just done with it. If there was ever one that said, hey, I'm just not putting up with this anymore, it'd probably be the Apostle Paul, wouldn't it? Now, I'm just done with this. I mean, last time I went in to preach, they took me outside the city and they stoned me and left me for dead out there. I mean, the last time I walked in that city, they imprisoned me and locked me up for preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus. If there was ever somebody that would say, hey, I think I'm, I'm just going to take a break for a while, I believe it would be Paul. But he said, I can do all things through Christ. Why? Because it's Christ which strengthens us. <laughs> It's not us strengthening ourselves. It's not us saying, listen, I can do this in the power of my flesh. No, we have a ministry that will continue in and by the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ, a ministry that continues. It's not time to faint. It's not time to fall out. It's not time to get off to the sidelines. It's a time to realize that, listen, we might not have that much time left, but I'm going to spend every minute of it I can giving 100% of my best to the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ and say, God, I'm faithful and I'm in until I see you face to face. Continues in strength. But then I see beginning in verse number two, it's a ministry committed to the authority of Scripture. Authority of Scripture. He says in verse number two, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Don't put your hand up, but aren't you tired of churches all over the place being dishonest? Anyway, I'll move on from that. Not handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth. I thought it's a ministry committed to the authority of Scripture. You know, I believe the Lord continues and it's just by his grace that, that he chooses to do it <clears throat> and I'm thankful for it but our final authority is and will continue to be nothing other than the word of God and I want to remind us of that it's not that we walk in here now listen as I read down through here when he said we've renounced that we've turned away we have publicly put disclaimers out we have renounced this the hidden things of dishonesty I believe what Paul is laying out before the church at Corinth, listen, there is no secret agenda that's going on here. We've had some that have walked into the church, and I will say this, I believe that Granite State Baptist Church is the friendliest and most loving church that I've ever walked into. And if you haven't had your hand shaken today or said that they're glad to have you here, then church, let's get on it as soon as service is over. But I'd find that strange 
that you'd made it to this point and someone's not at least said hi to you and welcomed you to be able to come in. We've had people that have come in here and uh, they've come afterwards after they've come two, three, four weeks at a time and they've said this, I'm just wondering what's going on. I mean, every so, everybody's so friendly and these words have been used. I wonder what they want. And some, listen, they've never come back in the church. They've left, haven't set foot back in. And it was said in their car. They said, something's wrong with them people. Now, listen, I, 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 I halfway believe it, okay? Some, and here's what, here was their reasoning. They're just too friendly. They got ulterior motives. They got something that's going on, and uh, they're just trying to slip that secret agenda in there. I just come back to 2 Corinthians 4, and Paul says, listen, we've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. And then he goes on to say, nor the handling of the word of God deceitfully. I will say this, to the best of my ability, led by the Spirit of God, I will not use this book behind this pulpit just to be able to promote my agenda and twist it to be able to get you to conform to a certain opinion that I have, but to be transformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, that means when I get it from the Word of God, it's settled in my heart. That's our authority. I don't think we have to twist the Word of God to get people to do anything or believe anything. So let me say this, you can't twist it to meet your agenda either. Well, we can, we, can, we can take this verse and, and this verse right here allows me to do this or to act this way. No, it doesn't. Let's go back and read the Word of God again. You know, the Bible does say that the Scriptures are of no private interpretation. You know what that means? That God's not going to meet with you privately and say, well, for you, this is what the verse means. But for everybody else that's ever read their Bible, that don't even come close to what it means. But we had a special revelation in God saying, yeah, that, that's for you. So you can go do whatever. No, here's the thing. We're going to have an honest conversation about the word of God. And so I promise you this. Every time you walk in Granite State Baptist Church, this Bible's going to be opened. And you're going to have the word of God to be preached. You're not going to have the opinion or the doctrine of Peter Chamberlain preached. You're going to have the word of God preached. You say, well, that's not the type of church I'm looking for. I'm not going to tell you to leave because I sure desire for God to be able to work on your heart while you're here and to be able to get there. But I'm saying this is what's going to be opened is the word of God. Because you know something? In the deepest, darkest nights that you go through in the deepest, darkest trials and times you go through in life, it's not going to be the opinion of Peter Chamberlain that's going to make a difference in your life. But at that two or three o'clock in the morning, when you're waking up and you're saying, dear Lord, I don't know what to do. And I'm crying and this is going on with my family. And I don't know which direction to turn. Listen, it's not going to be me that's going to bring all the comfort. I'm going to bring you the word of God. And I'm going to be able to say, what's the Bible say about this? And sometimes the only thing we might be able to do is just bow our heads and say, I'm going to spend some time in prayer. And that may be all that we can do. But we're committed to the authority of Scripture, not manipulative, not dishonest, not saying, listen, this would be better for you to interpret it this way. No, let's just read the Bible. 
I've never forget, forgot the statement that when I was back in Bible college, that my, the dean, as he had a, a class and was teaching, he said this. He said, listen, he said, when the common sense of Scripture makes perfect sense, seek no other sense. When it's just laid out in front of us, when it's just what the Bible says, well, I just don't feel that's right for me. Something's wrong a commitment to the authority of Scripture. And that's what Paul is saying here. And I will renew it this morning on our ninth anniversary that that is the commitment of Granite State Baptist Church is keep the authority of the Word of God preeminent. But then may I also say that it's a ministry that's continuing to shine the light of Jesus. You say, are those two, can they actually go together? You mean Bible preaching and telling people about Jesus? Yes, they can actually go together. In fact, they ought to go together every day of our lives. But look at this, starting in verse number three. But if our gospel be hid, why would anybody want to hide the gospel? Do you understand what we're talking about? Now, this, this word gospel, that's a Bible word. Now, we use it today because we'll say things like, now, that's the gospel truth. But it's amazing where the gospel has its origin. People don't believe it to be gospel truth. But the very word that they're using, that's the gospel truth. Well, let me go back and tell you about the truth of the gospel. The gospel, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, is none other than the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. That's the message. And the Bible says here, Paul's saying, if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. In other words, if you're saved, listen, the light of the gospel has shined in your hearts. You didn't get saved without believing the gospel. You didn't get saved by doing your good works. In fact, if you say, I'm saved by doing my good works, you're not even sure that you're saved today because your works may change tomorrow. Hey, I might not always be the wonderful man I am today. And I could lose it tomorrow. It's amazing how some say that they're working in order to be able to get to heaven when the Bible says that it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done. But it's the gospel. And he says here in verse number four, in whom the God of this world. Now notice that that word God is, has a little G on it. That's not talking about almighty God that's seated in heaven today in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them. Do you understand that Satan doesn't want people to understand and believe the gospel today? He's blinded them. They'll put, he'll put everything else in front of them so that they can't see the gospel. And can I remind us that the mission and the purpose of Granite State Baptist Church is that we are to continually shine the light of the gospel to those we come in contact with. Souls being saved, giving the gospel out, everybody we come in contact with, let's tell them about Jesus. You say, well, I don't know about that. I, I just don't a church that aggressive with telling people about Jesus. What are we here for if it's not to tell people about Jesus? Do you understand we have the answer to every person's eternal destination? We have the answer. It's Jesus. 
It's the gospel. What Jesus did up on Mount Calvary, the death, the burial, and the resurrection, what Jesus did will change a person's life, not just in this life, but in the one to come for all of eternity. Someone told me, and I have it, uh, a pastor's wife actually designed it up, and I have it in a, in a frame in my office over here, that uh, the statement was made years ago to me as we were starting the church. They said, Peter, you remember this, you tell enough people about Jesus, and Jesus will tell enough people about your church. Can I say this? We got one message, and it's about Jesus. Well, I just get tired of hearing about Jesus. Well, something's wrong then. Let me ask you something. Would you rather hear about Jesus or would you rather hear about Peter? G- you better say Jesus, okay? Jesus is the right answer, okay? That's the right answer to that question. Is Jesus continually... Now listen, when Jesus was here, he was able to tell the multitudes. But guess what? Jesus is gone. He's in heaven. And guess who he said is the salt and the light of the world now? It's us. We're supposed to be the light in a dark world that's around us. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I mean, our building team back here, they all live in Maine. They said it's really bad over in Maine. They didn't even get their election to go the way they wanted to over there. We didn't either, so we're in the same club. They say, oh, it's really dark over there. Yeah, it is really dark spiritually. Guess what? It's really dark spiritually here in New Hampshire. Got friends of ours from Massachusetts. It's really dark in Massachusetts too. But you know something? You ever, you ever done this? Now, I'll, I'll tell you how much one little light can make the difference. So I got up in the middle of the night. It's about four, it's not the middle of the night. Some of you are already up working 445 the other, the other morning. I'm not one to go turn on all the lights in the house or anything. I'm trying to be courteous to my wife. She appreciates that and everything. And all I did is I I put my watch on, pitch black, and I just touched my watch, and that one little light came up. You know, I was able just to just to take that watch, and I was able to see where I was going. I wasn't able to take care of everything I needed to, but it lit up enough to be able to make a difference. And I thought, here we may be, listen, in the darkest of the corners of our nation, but the smallest light shines the brightest in the darkest night. And God's allowed us, listen, it's not our light, but it is the light of the Holy Spirit of God and the Lord Jesus Christ that's dwelling in us to be able to shine it to this world that's around us. And listen, I believe it's the ministry that Paul had, and it is the ministry that Granite State Baptist Church will continue to have, and that's to shine the light of Jesus to everybody we come in contact with. It doesn't matter if it's the kids on the street. It doesn't matter if it's walking down Loudon Road in a parade. We're going to give them the message of Jesus this coming Friday. They're going to light up a Christmas tree down there at the Capitol. We're going to have an eight-foot table set up. We're going to be giving out cups of hot cocoa to every person that comes by there. But everyone that gets it, guess what? We're going to give them a gospel track. And just be able to share and spread the light of the Lord Jesus Christ downtown in our community. You say, what difference is it making? You never know what God's going to do in someone's heart. Hey, our responsibility is to get it to them. Holy Spirit of God takes that, works in their heart, makes an eternal difference. We just need to be faithful getting it out to them. Continuing to shine the light of Christ 
But then I want to close with this statement. He gets down to verse number five, and let me remind us that it's a ministry that's concentrated on serving. Verse number five, the Bible says, for we preach not ourselves. We've already dealt with our message, but Christ Jesus the Lord, but look at this, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. I'm not going to say this is, comes easy. We don't like that term servant because we think it takes away our individual liberty. But I believe this. I believe Jesus came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. That he had something in his heart. Listen, he said, I'm serving others. The Apostle Paul said later on in this book, this epistle that he wrote to the Corinthian church, he said, I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. You say, what's Paul trying to say there? In other words, he's going to be your servant for the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, what's in him, God has put it there. Listen, he's not exalting himself above everybody else. He said, but I want you to know I'm your servant. Now, I believe that's missing in Christianity. I believe it's missing in a lot of churches. I don't believe it's missing here. I believe we've got the greatest church body, church family that's, that's ever been assembled together. I, I believe that, and I'll say that to you privately too. But I'm saying it publicly we have a tremendous, listen, when they jumped in, it was mentioned last night on how quick, listen, we got done with 100 people downstairs eating roast and potatoes and eclair, dessert. Listen, it wasn't 15 minutes afterwards that place was cleaned up, put back together and ready for groups this morning. Uh, we didn't have to go around and say, now listen now, can you just give us 10 minutes? I mean, just try. No, it wasn't like that. It was stand up. Now listen, you better not stand up. You'd lose your seat. They're cleaning up. I mean, taking care of things. It was ready. We're moving forward. It was, it was just serving. You know what it is for about our community so that they can see Christ in us? Why don't we be a servant for the Lord Jesus Christ? Serve our community. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about who we are, what he's done in our lives. And listen, let them see Jesus in, our, in us. The ministry that the Apostle Paul had was continuing and concentrating on serving. It's been said years ago that the, the preacher, they were called a minister for a reason because their position was to minister Okay, that was given of themselves. Several over the years, I remember one old preacher, uh, Robert Sheffy. I don't remember him personally. It was the 80, late 1800s, okay? And I know I got gray, gray in my goatee, but that's, that's not that old. But he would always say this when someone said, who are you? Are you a pastor? Are you a preacher? And he'd always say this. He said, I'm a servant of the Lord. Servant of the Lord. Well, then I heard this statement. I said, we all have that false humility sometimes when we say, oh, I'm just a servant of the Lord. And someone said, if you call yourself a servant of the Lord, then don't be surprised when you get treated like one. Are servants always treated the best? But who are we serving? Am I a servant of Joe? No. I'm a servant of the Lord. And it may just so happen that that's where I'm serving today. Am I a servant to Norm? No. 
I'm a servant of the Lord. And that may just be where I'm serving today and what the area that God has given to me to be able to serve. And I want our church continually to understand we're not preaching ourselves. It is not about exalting Granite State Baptist Church, but it is about exalting the Jesus and the Christ of Granite State Baptist Church. And we continue to serve him. We continue to make much of Jesus and watch what Jesus will do. I believe that's why we're in the position we're in today. I asked Eric and Lynn as they were eating supper with us last night. I said, you think we need a bigger fellowship hall to be able to sit down? He said, we sure do. I said, this is where we're at today. You say, Pastor, what's going to change going forward in the future? Message isn't going to change. We're going to still keep preaching Jesus. And with everything that's inside of me, I'm desiring that we continue to be the servants of the Lord to be able to serve others with the cause of Christ, to be able to shine the light of the gospel to those that we come in contact with. We understand that it's the authority of the word of God and not change a thing except as we're able to continue to grow, we just do more of what God's allowing us to be able to do now. And that's what I'm praying. This is our ministry. Those four things that were described in those first six verses right there that Paul said, I pray that they describe Granite State Baptist Church. This is our ministry. Now listen, I pray that if it's not there, that's what we're shooting for, that's what we're going towards. But then I'll remind us of this. If you're looking for a place that that's the ministry of that place, this is where we're at. And by God's grace, we're not changing. We're going to stay right with it. And what has worked will work. This is our ministry. It's a ministry committed to the Word of God, a ministry that's worth continuing by the strength of the Lord. It's a ministry that will continue to shine the light of Christ to those we come in contact with, and it's a ministry that's concentrated on serving our community in Christ. I want to ask you today, first of all, as Granite State Baptist Church, I pray that God would put that same heart in you that was in the Apostle Paul of say, we have this ministry. And that God would burden your heart to be able to continue. Not that, not that you'd faint, not that you'd go off to the side, seeing we have this ministry as we, as we have received mercy, we faint not. And asking the Lord to burden that upon our hearts. If you're here today and you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior, and you say, well, that's me, I, I feel like I'm, I'm hid to the gospel. Well, then you're here today to be able to trust Christ as your Savior. God knew exactly where you'd be. God knew the message that you would hear. Listen, if you're here today and you're not sure that if you were to draw your last breath, you're not sure where you'll spend eternity, don't have a relationship with Jesus, can I say this? You can have that today because Jesus did that for you, did that for me. He settled that. And listen, if God's speaking to your heart, boy, it'd be a wonderful morning for you to be able to trust Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and know that when you draw your last breath where you'll be for eternity. We'd love to be able to take a Bible and show that to you today and uh, allow God to make a difference in your life. This is our ministry.